Today on Cinematics, a Christmas miracle. This is Jingle All the Way. How about those old stupid letters from kids to Santa at the North Pole? Dear Santa, could you send me a bike and a flicky? No, your father's been laid off. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cinematics. I'm Ryan. And I'm fucking Paulie. Back from Japan. Back from Japan. Japan. How was your trip? It was good, man. It was, it was good? It was good. I had to head back early because my, uh, my knees decided to give out while uh-huh. I was thousands of miles away from home. <laughs> thousands of miles away from home and my knees gave up. Yep. First time I ever had x-rays in my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, what a terrible time. Did you have the x-rays in Japan? I did. How'd that go? It was interesting, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Is their hospital system super different, or is it the same? Uh, the the language was different, and what? Yeah, they believe it or not, different language. Yeah, over I mean, oh, that's crazy. They did. Uh, they, some of them spoke English, but uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. Yeah. So. Well, good to hear you had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Um. So today, it's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas, It's almost man. Christmas. And we felt like it would be important at almost Christmas to talk about a Christmas movie. And you picked this Christmas movie. I did. Um, so why don't you introduce it? Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, directed by... Uh, what's his name? Oh, no. Oh no, Paul. Brian Levant. Brian Le- Levant. Le- Levant. Who is who? You said Sinbad. Who is Sinbad? Uh, he was on some TV shows and and stuff. I don't. I'm not really too familiar. But I. Uh, he was on. Yeah. There were some shows in the Sinbad, 90s that he Phil was on. Phil Hartman. No. Yeah. Just Sinbad. Yeah, it's just Sinbad. Yeah. Phil Hartman's also in it, and he's hilarious. Such a slime ball. Oh, he plays God. like the best, the best scumbag ever. <laughs> the best scumbag who who just got really good at at social interactions after his wife left him with all of the lovely housewives that live in his in his uh in his cul-de-sac <laughs> sure i got just the tool for the job <laughs> <laughs> oh god the 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 innuendo through this whole thing is pretty good okay so um in a movie about a superhero i feel like before we dive into like the parts of the film that are about christmas we should talk about the superhero that is in this film because I was I was intrigued while watching it because obviously the suit was built mm-hmm. um, and it was very well fitted we'll say to Form Mr. Fitted. Schwarzenegger and <laughs> all the stunt crew and uh, also the other guy who the, played Turbo Man the other guy who played Turbo Man Dan Dan Riorin, I believe his name was. I wasn't paying attention. Dan Riorin. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost 100% sure that he, he, he just played... Just had a small part in the, it. Yeah, the superhero in the, the movie portion of Yeah, it. like the, the TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really fascinated because I was expecting... I mean, I guess it's old, like what it came out in... I think it was 1996. 1996. So it would have been shot... It was shot all on film. Um, digital wasn't really a thing. Um, Not until a few years later. 2002 with Star Wars? I think it was... Uh, was the first. Wasn't, well, no, Phantom Menace was the first thing they used, like... Those digital... Maybe, like, fully digital backgrounds or hey, something? That, that that's funny, because because the guy who plays young Anakin in The Phantom yeah. Menace... I don't know if he started here. I don't think he started here, but... No, I don't um, think so. But he, he is in here, and, you know, having had, <laughs> having had watched The Phantom Menace before I watched this movie, I could hear nothing but Anakin talking <laughs> through that kid, and it got really distracting sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, off-topic already, but essentially... I was I was intrigued how they were gonna do it when I saw that it was about a superhero because I was like oh are they just gonna avoid it like but it's it's a pretty high budget movie obviously and they yeah. built they built all of these suits specifically sized to each person who was gonna be wearing them out of like these plaster molds and these foam molds and like yep. you know sculpting to body sizes and and then having to build harnesses onto them so that they can actually have Arnold Schwarzenegger flying around like yeah. he does at the end yeah um and. And then they had the the special effects, not visual effects. I mean, I'm sure there were some there were some visual yeah. effects in there too. But the fact that the the jetpack shot fire, and that yeah. they actually built launchers. Yeah, those disc launchers. Those disc launchers. I didn't. The, I didn't even think that thing shot discs. I don't even know how they got it to shoot discs. Well, 
apparently it does. I feel like the the filmmakers in that featurette were kind of pulling our chain a little bit. You think so? I think so, because I, I don't know where you'd store those things. Okay, so so to clarify what we're speaking about, on the DVD version, and it, uh, this is the – we watched the theatrical release, mm-hmm. not the extended cut. And this is – you said you got this from a box set? Of Arnold Schwarzenegger no, that, comedies? That was, no, those that were was like junior. Uh, junior and Twins and Kindergarten Cop. Right, This was okay. its own thing. This yeah. was its own thing. All right. Yeah. Um, so in you know, on the on the DVD, there's a special feature section about how they how they how they made the the suit, mm-hmm. and they're very vocal about having constructed everything physically and making mm-hmm. the disc launches physically, and and you can kind of see there's like a little yeah there's like a little slot on his forearm on his forearm with yeah. tracks that that they would have launched off of yeah um but the discs must have been really small yeah they're probably really small and like thin 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 yeah. Like uh, I, I just don't like. Maybe it did shoot discs. I, I can't verify, but they I just, said it did. Yeah, they said it did, but I mean, it, it is Hollywood. Uh, I guess. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't know where they would have stored them inside his forearms because his forearms weren't like huge or anything. They, they didn't look like they would store those discs. Well, that's why I say they were probably super thin if they did have them in there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're not. I don't think they actually shot them at people. So any of those shots where they were going to people, they must have been like CG'd or, oh, yeah, or the, like, visually worked in afterwards. Yeah, like maybe when they're like ricocheting off people's heads and stuff and yeah, doing so that. so they wouldn't have had to like be particularly resilient. So they could have just been thin little pieces that yeah, like were shot p- out little paper things. Because they they didn't they didn't specify what it shot. That's they just true. said that That's it had true. rails and shot stuff. That's true. Yeah. Um. So it could have been anything. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it was made very very similar to the way the bat the bat suits were made. Is, is is it? Is yeah. that how they were made as well? Yeah. The same kind of molds? Yeah. They would um they took like a body cast of Michael Keaton. Right. And then they would they sculpted the whole thing on top of his body and then they pretty much glued all the rubber pieces to a wetsuit. To a wetsuit. Yeah. Oh, that must have been so uncomfortable. And, oh, well I don't I don't know about Arnold's experience. I know that that suit was probably uncomfortable enough, but I know in Michael Keaton's case he couldn't he couldn't hear. He could barely see. Like he had no peripheral vision. Really? Yeah. It got really hot. It was like oh, man. he couldn't he must... turn. He couldn't turn his head. <laughs> the so, Batman turn. Yeah, the bat turn. The yeah. Bat. Oh god, that's so funny. Cause like, you'd you'd think it would be a little bit functional, but I guess they they don't make them for function. Uh, in the same way that like, so this is this is again a little bit sidetracked, but we're yeah. talking about the construction of props and things. Yeah. Um, uh, on the show Lost in Space, mm-hmm. they they constructed. I don't know if you've watched it, but they have those um, those chariots that drive around oh, yeah, on the yeah. surface, mm-hmm. and and th- those exist. They're real, and they've they've been built, and and you know stunt drivers go like, in and drive yeah. them around and do their shit. But like they don't have you know all of the seats and stuff in there. They don't have yeah. You know, it's not super complicated. It's like a shell with an engine. Yeah. And like a one wheel drive like little thing that goes and whatever yeah. and, and and they're super cool and and it's for the actors i'm sure it's a great opportunity to be able to and like in that featurette he's talking they're talking about how um being able to stand in that suit is, yeah, is like what really sells you. it to them yeah you know and when the actors believe it the audience will generally believe it for the most yeah part. like when when an actor has something to uh to work off of yeah you know because in say star wars episode two for example they were shooting well, for the most of the Star Wars anyway, or even some of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. like they're shooting in front of green screens the whole time, most of the time. Uh, and you can tell, you can tell yeah, every time. Most of the time, all they have to work with is their costumes and their makeup. Yeah. And maybe probably some like concept art and whatever else. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's the same thing too with the Lord of the Rings with Gandalf. There was, there's an interview with um, Sir Ian McKellen where he talks about uh, how he has to stand in a green box and act to a tennis ball. Yeah. Um. And I can't even. I can't even imagine. Like I can barely act as it is. I like, put me in front of a camera and I'm a fucking rock. But like, <laughs> I'm a rock on the ground basically. But like having to, having to do that to nothing and imagine. I have a pretty good imagination and yeah. I, I I couldn't fucking do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It takes uh, and like I couldn't imagine doing something like, where say for example most of the suit or maybe the entire creature that you're playing is cgi like say uh yeah. peter jackson's king kong for example mm-hmm. i can't remember uh andy circus 
Because his name probably the guy who uh, he does everything. Who, who did um, the motion capture for? Kong. I mean, he, he does he does Gollum. He does. I'm I'm sure it was Andy Serkis. Yeah, for I'm that pretty too. sure it was, and because it was the same director as Peter Jackson again, right? Yeah, so. and you know he has to sit there and like act like a gorilla or you know, whatever <laughs> with yeah. with like this goofy motion capture yeah. suit on. Right? Well, the same with same with Benedict Cumberbatch for um, the Hobbit too when he played Smaug. Um, I didn't see the Hobbit too. That that's fair. <laughs> Uh, not not the Hobbit too, but like the the Hobbit as well, the series. Oh, okay, um, okay. Because Benedict okay. Cumberbatch plays Smog. Or, oh, he's the dragon, right? He's the dragon. I saw the yeah. first. I saw the first Hobbit, and I didn't like it. That that's but, fair. But Did anyways, you read the book? No. I'm disappointed in you already. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he he's a he's a giant dragon, and there's all mm. this like behind the scenes footage of him like crawling around with mocap stuff on like just enjoying the shit out of it because you know why not but like it looks awkward i think as an actor you have to put yourself in a different uh different um frame of mind as opposed to writing yeah with with like acting i guess you have to you have to know the setting but you also have to know the character and it's more about knowing the character yeah and then as a writer you have to know the setting you have to know the themes you have to know Basically and, everything and it, it's, it's is interesting. To know about it. Being a person who has written and who has directed, I I don't act really, but like I I know how to talk to actors, and I've done enough working with actors yeah. to know that how how their their system, how, at least how some of their systems work. And and it's interesting because as, from a writer's perspective, you know, when I write, I'm I like to create some of the character. I I make a bit of a backstory. I make like the important historical points yeah. in their in their life that brought them to where they were. Yeah. Um, I give them some relationships that they can work off of. And then the biggest thing is just making their personality consistent and believable in the dialogue and in the actions that they take. Yeah. And it isn't until as the director, when I step on set for these guys that I'll talk to the actors and, and give them what I've written and say, all right, now, you know, make this you. Yeah. And, and, yeah personally i i know a lot of actors like to work this way and i prefer to work this way is just to to give just, them the character and just let to them give them what it. they need and then let them bring their own thing to it basically exactly yeah. and so that's where for going back to the movie we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> that's where um it's in, it's, it's yeah. really important that i think they built that because the whole movie is hinged around this thing and to not have that climactic scene have that um would have would have really lost yeah and at, at the lot. level of detail it had to like they were talking in the making of uh just having them in this spandex suit with like, yeah. a t on it <laughs> it's with like a t on. Man, no no that would have looked so goofy and so, some of the some of the concept art that they were showing too like the the previous designs the color schemes the things oh, were, were were really cool but like probably not practical to make because like, they were too complicated yeah too, many pieces. Too, too bulky and like probably way too heavy because i'm sure that suit was heavy enough as it was with oh, all that rubber and, yeah. you know fiberglass and everything else the, the the behind the scenes footage of him walking around on set with like the hood off like smoking a gigantic <laughs> cigar wearing, like wearing his, wearing waddling and like barely able to move <laughs> oh god that was the funniest fucking thing okay and then he just walked past jake lloyd <laughs> just walks past him just he's there he's on set he exists he existed um Okay, so so maybe let's talk maybe about that last talk, scene. Maybe we should talk about what the movie's about. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. I mean, we we try to talk about the technical stuff on this show. I yeah. Like to think so that that's important. But I think yeah. Um, to give context anyway. Yeah. And I think especially for for that last scene, um, there there's got there's got to be some there's I guess some setup. So, mm -hmm. tell me what you think the movie is about. I think it's about. Well, in terms of theme or mm -hmm. like just it, what, what is the movie about? Not just the plot. What do you think it's about? Oh, OK. I think it's about uh, consumerism in America. Yeah. I think it's about um, uh, like corporate manipulation. Yeah. Brainwashing. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Sinbad in this movie. I'm like, You're Sinbad in this I'm, movie? I'm Sinbad for sure. Nice. So and that's interesting <laughs> because in that featurette they talk about they talk about how um they're very they're the 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 important thing is that the kids watch it and love it and that the, you know mm -hmm. it ha has all this because it's got all of this context it's got, of the, like, it's got the meaning and stuff yeah families at doing. christmas and like the you know bringing bringing people together and and being a good parent and, that's a and, very small part of it though but but that's what the sur that's what the surface is 
yeah. is is at it's the end Christmas of the day, movie. it's a Christmas movie about a father who's not a very great father who goes tries, through all this stuff and and becomes better well like we were talking about before he tries to buy him out he, he tries to buy okay his love, so that's right? interesting so that that scene where he misses his karate class and then comes back doesn't apologize to start which was interesting he walks into the room and says hey about that karate thing <laughs> jake lloyd runs away you know arnold arnold schwarzenegger follows him to his room and tries to be funny yeah. doesn't work um, tries to buy him out by being like, I will get you whatever you want for Christmas if you love me, child. Just love me, please. Love me, Jamie. Jamie, I need you to love me. Jamie. And and it works. He he offers the kid exactly what he wants yeah, he for Christmas. Them. And and the kid's happy and and all is well. And you know, on the surface for a kid, it's like, oh, this is blah blah blah, whatever. You know, great, they're having some bonding time. So the question is, in my mind, does the movie support the idea of going out and buying your family's love by spending money to get cool things and being the, the breadwinner, as it were, or, or does the movie criticize it, or maybe it does both? I think it does a bit of both, because, I mean, at the end, even though it happens by accident, he does he does Turbo get, Man, yeah. and he, like, saves the day. And he gets Turbo Man for his kid. After and, everything else, yeah. he gets him the doll he wants. Yeah. But then the kid gives it away to, you know, the guy who's yeah. going to go to jail and not see his kid for Christmas. <laughs> but at least his kid will get that damn doll. Yeah, yeah. and he'll become, a, he'll become a success like they were talking about in the diner. Oh, yeah, where because he didn't get the – oh, God, that scene the, is the, so uncomfortable. And that was a real toy, too, the Johnny 7. Oh. Was it? OM8 or something like that. OM8 was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. It was a real that. toy, hey. Yeah, it was a real toy apparently. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. And and because he didn't get it for Christmas, he became a postal worker, but his neighbor whose family was rich became uh something's great because he got Christmas presents that he yeah. wanted. Yeah, and then he uh yeah, he became a billionaire. Yeah, of yeah. course, cuz you know, that's how life works. So I'm just telling you, mom, if I don't get my Turbo Man for Christmas this year, I, I'm going to fail at everything. And I won't be able to support you when you're old and you need a home to go to. And, uh, so You'll buy come me live one. on the streets with me. <laughs> oh, God. So, but, okay, so so to go back to the, the, the beginning of the movie then. So there's there's that whole interaction where he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're, you know, I've bought his love and now it's all good. And then And then he forgets. And then it's Christmas Eve day. And he hasn't done what he said he was going to do. And now he has to cue adventure. Yeah. He has to go out on a quest to find the doll that he was supposed – the action figure yeah. that he was supposed to yeah, buy for his son. Yeah, I, I like that term better, action figure. When they keep Do calling you? it the doll, it just it, sound, it sounds like a big Barbie doll or something I mean, for boys. <laughs> like, there, there's a lot that can be – can be talked about about the, the use of just this one word if you really want to dig into <laughs> I don't know. it i'm just saying an action um, figure because that's what i grew up with yeah and, and you know that that's dolls. a very a very gender specific term that's meant <laughs> yes. to make boys feel better about themselves <laughs> but at the end of the day what dolls. you're playing with is, is a doll and it's, it's, it's an action figure right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny though right because it's funny how it still affects me like that right you're like what are you 26 27 27 and it still is like no it's an action figure man <laughs> but but Quit it, emasculating me man <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie god damn movie making me feel like i <laughs> But, but it's it's interesting that they choose the word doll first mm -hmm. of all because what does that show a first of all it, it it shows that arnold doesn't really know what he's buying at the end of the mm -hmm. day like yeah. his kids like oh, i need this action figure and and that whole i'm gonna backtrack for a second that whole bit where he literally becomes the commercial for about 30 seconds his kid and he oh, just yeah. spouts Everything the commercial would have said, yeah. like word by word, yeah. sounds like the guy from the commercial, mm -hmm. like is framed as though yeah. he's like in the commercial talking to the audience. Like yeah. it's and like how many times do you think that they showed that commercial on TV? Because every time you see him watching TV, it's something to do. It's with the it's the man. commercial. Yeah, it's it's not even the show. Like he sees the show in the beginning, yeah. but then it's all it's the commercial after. Yeah, that. it's the yeah it's the commercial. Yeah. yeah. So like even even when we were kids like how many times did you see a, a toy commercial after your favorite show it's like yep. it's like get yep. the get the you know the batman 
fucking oh, night, night whatever. YTV made me want Nerf guns so badly <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. Ugh. So, so <laughs> there, there were that that right there is is a gigantic criticism to me of of the whole culture of of brainwashing kids to to want these toys. And it, it's interesting that in that featurette that they don't ever talk about that and yeah. I, there, there's probably interviews somewhere that i couldn't find or or whatever but like they don't talk about the idea that they're criticizing that part of the business it's all mm -hmm. about oh we're making a great movie that's going to feel good yeah, for christmas and yeah, the kids making, are going to love it yeah we're making our own iconic superhero because that was really all that was in the special features yeah just about them creating turbo man and like the other special features that we looked at were all about like turbo man yeah turbo man or like uh how super, super kids. superheroes affect kids and yep. stuff so it's which which is I find fascinating because it's not even really a part of the movie. Like like there's the TV show in the beginning, mm -hmm. and there's the fact that he's trying to find these dolls and the dolls exist. But other than that, the only real like moment that they created for the superhero was the fight at the end, that climactic, mm -hmm. what you called jumping the shark at the end. Yeah. Um, and well well what um we'll we'll come back to that thought about yeah. jumping the shark yeah. at the end. But uh, essentially. They they start off criticizing these commercials to to begin with, um, and then and then it's like Black Friday nightmares yeah. with you know Schwarzenegger going from store to store to store to store with this postman trying to find this doll. <laughs> yeah. And the the postman that is Sinbad, right? Is, yeah, is, Sinbad. Um, just just oh so over the top. Oh, big beyond. Time, yeah. And I mean both of them are, but yeah. but it just pretending to have bombs and like like <laughs> breaking into st trying to steal yeah. people's like like the the stuff that they do is just so yeah like when arnold schwarzenegger chases down that little girl and oh mall. my god for like <laughs> through the whole uh little yeah, jungle the, gym yeah, jungle, thing in the mall yeah, into the ball place. pit just yeah. to get that ball oh yeah. god <laughs> i'm not a pervert <laughs> i'm not a pervert i just want a turbo man doll <laughs> i need it now <laughs> oh fuck yeah so yeah, just like all the all the mayhem and like I feel like that probably comes from a place of reality from some of the filmmakers. Probably. But I'd like to hear what you think. Well, what, just, why you say that? I've like I've heard I've heard stories anyways and I've seen things on the news about like Black Friday and like mm. back in the nineties when Power Rangers were really big, like moms getting in fights and stuff. Like these are just really? stories. That's these are just stories. I I, can't oh, well, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean you can only assume that people are saying you know, it's 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 been proven to happen. People get trampled and die, yep. and you know the Black Friday stampede, madness. It it and it's all just to get like a good deal, which is also yeah. it's interesting that this was made in the late '90s because that yeah. was kind of at the tail end, I guess, of the mm -hmm. big Power Rangers craze, which happened. Yeah. Well, I, that was almost right in the middle of it, actually, because I remember I remember it being on TV when I was like five, six, seven. In like the late '90s, yeah, uh, and 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 all the way into like the 2000s, essentially. But, yeah. So that was, and it really, it kind of is Power Rangers in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just Power one Rangers of them. meets Buzz Lightyear meets whatever else, other kids show you can pretty much think of at that time. Well, and they again in, in that featurette how they said that you know they just took everything great about every superhero and mashed it into one person yeah. <laughs> and then all right we now have a fight scene what's the fight scene what pieces of equipment do we need to make the fight scene happen and all the things that he has to do you know what you know the boomerang and the yeah. disc shoots and the jetpacks and whatever um so here's a question for you okay do you think that this movie would work now with amazon and like ebay all that see well, now that's I mean, interesting maybe not ebay because ebay's garbage but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but that's interesting because amazon and you know the the advent of online ordering in general and buying stuff and having it shipped to your door is is pretty recent you know obviously it it took a development in the internet and computing mm. powers to make it successful to begin with um but people still like i live across the street from a, a mall and on Black Friday this year, when I looked out that window, that mall parking lot was completely full, and there were cars lined up trying to get in. And I walk, I was like walking over to get a coffee, <laughs> and there was like, there was people driving circles around the parking lot waiting for somebody oh, to get out of man. a spot so they could park. I'm like, why are you still going to a mall? 
Why don't you just go online maybe, and order it? You can get all of the deals online that you get in a store. Maybe it's just something about the like the social experience of it in a way. Yeah. You know? Like Yeah. I don't know. Like if it were me anyway, I would just order it on Amazon. I'd if like if I was in your position looking out the window at that mall, I'd be like Okay, here's <laughs> here, here here it is. I can order it and have it in three days. Like, I, but it's the immediacy too. It's yeah. being able to go there and have the thing in your hand now. as you walk out of the store like, I for want that it price. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't want it tomorrow. I want it now. And and that goes right back to that whole consumerist thing of like yeah. you know people running in there rushing for that toy or going for that whatever it is. Um, and and so to that to answer your question, I think it would still work. Um to an extent other than if it was really that bad see now now i had another qualm because he goes to the radio station and the guy's like we just have this ticket like it's yeah. a free one you'll get it eventually i'm like okay so put it in a little card write him a nice note and tell him he's gonna get one and give him the card and there's his little thing he doesn't mm -hmm. sure he doesn't rip it out and play with it on christmas yeah. day and, and that's i'm sure what they wanted you just give him but, booster you're like here be happy with that you little shit be happy with booster it's close that, enough and that's why anakin turned to the dark side is because he got booster for christmas instead of <laughs> Turbo Man. <laughs> and then he was uh a, he was left or he left his father because you know his father was was useless and he went off and became an orphan on tatooine and yeah the dark side it gets complicated him. but that's essentially what happened yeah it, yeah i think so because i mean i mean star wars exists in the same you know universe anyways yeah right? exactly so, yeah. They, they say it takes place in the, the what what they say like the a galaxy far far away so yeah. whatever that means, yeah. I mean, you know, he Might just he got far. he's Star Lord. He got picked up by aliens <laughs> because his mom died of cancer and his dad sucked at life, and he got picked up by aliens and and taken to be a slave. Yeah, that's Anakin's story. We just made the connection. <laughs> Bam. He just done. repressed everything that happened before that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even remember it. Doesn't all. even remember. No. It. Oh god. So, <laughs> I, I it's it's interesting. Okay, so here's another question. Okay. Do you think this movie would work 10 years from now when Amazon really takes over? Like when Amazon becomes the, glo the global corporation that just owns everything along with Disney? No. It, 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 at that point, no, because, because Amazon wouldn't want you to go to a store, right? Yeah. There, there's already a system where, where people will – and I didn't know about this until kind of recently when someone told me they'd do it – is you can go to a store, you can buy a thing, and then you can sell it to Amazon, and they will pay for it to get shipped to their warehouse, and then they'll sell it on Amazon. Oh, interesting. So you can like find really, really good deals on things, buy them and sell them off, and then sell it on Amazon, essentially, f for profit. Oh, shit. That's um, a good idea. Which is – they're literally trying to undercut their competition by get bringing more people <laughs> to the website by making people – uh, buy other stuff and that's, like it that's low man right low. <laughs> and i talk i was talking to somebody who does this and and he's just like yeah i just go out every now and again and buy some shit and then you know just amazon sells it for me and i i get money for it so Fuck, that's pretty that's yeah awesome so in like 10 years if if things continue because amazon's like what a, a multi-trillion dollar corporation at this oh, point probably um they, they actually there was a big thing this year because they just passed the benchmark for being like one of the first companies to hit like a trillion dollar value or some, something like that. Like they're, they're, they're global at this point. Yeah. Um, so in 10 years, if they take over, I don't think, I don't think this movie would play at all. Yeah. Um, I think it's also just like our generation too, where, you know, we kind of grew up with going to the malls and doing that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But then once, once we die off, <laughs> right? once, or, we're, or once we're our too, generation's or, dead, or we're too old and nobody cares about, cares about us anymore. Right. And I mean, that happens, you know, when, yeah. once you hit like 60, nobody gives a shit about what you have to say anymore. Cause you're <laughs> old, like, you'll unless like, you're a politician. Yeah. And you know, you could be sitting there with your, your grandson or something Sunday and say, I'm going to put in jingle all the way. This is how we used to do our remember, Christmases. <laughs> I remember back in the day when I had to go shopping and there were crowds everywhere. All the malls would be torn down and made into hospitals. 
Um, you know, that would be okay. It would be. That would that that would be much better use of the space. Well, maybe unless it's like Black Friday hospitals. Oh god. Where there's just people getting stampeded over. It's like because they're trying to get the best deals and the first person in gets the best deal and the <laughs> maybe like Blade Runner or something. Oh my yeah. <laughs> we're we're Anyways. creating a really, a really dystopic looking future here. Uh that's not a word, it's a dystopian future. Anyways. Um so I was not expecting I'll just put it this way. I was not expecting quite what I got when I when you told me we were going to be watching this movie. You're like, oh, Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie, family fun, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is going to be really dumb, or 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 like like I just I had no expectations going into it. So Which the is fact that a good way to to go about things. I th- I think so, yeah, because I had I was actually like I I enjoyed it. It was funny. Uh, it had all of the lighthearted moments that everybody wants out of a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but it also like really explores some of the dark oh, yeah. parts of, of the holiday. Because like at the end of the day, it, Christmas is put. Well, I I'm saying this because I I think it. I don't have all this proof that this is true, but <laughs> Christmas is in the middle of winter because it's supposed to make people feel better about the it fact warms that warms up your insides man yeah it's got something to like something to celebrate and be happy about when there's no sun and everything's snowy and cold and, <laughs> and shitty it, yeah and everything sucks yeah, yeah. um so you, it's a time to bring people together and and have family time and all that but it, it became the consumerist like yeah. you know everybody's got to buy gifts for everybody so yeah. everybody's got to spend money it's a very different side of christmas um and it it's interesting because on one hand you know people need to spend money for the economy to function Mm -hmm. if everybody didn't buy things and just hoarded their money and like only bought what they absolutely needed our like the economy wouldn't function the way it's supposed to yeah um so people need need these kind of things i guess to make that work but there's also a certain level of like Again, the brainwashing of kids to like demand things of their parents who, because it's their kid, can't say no and have to go out. Like yeah. he, he, he. This whole adventure leads him to that that Santa thing, right? Where the Santa's like, "Hey, oh, yeah. I got a Turbo Man for you. Just come with me." And they drive to this <laughs> warehouse full of Santas and elves, all like packaging stuff, whatever. And they sell it to him for like three hundred dollars. And it's like a cheap China one that falls apart right away. Yeah. And it speaks in it's in Mexican. Spanish, yeah. In Mexico, in Spanish. Yeah. I know that. Um, I do the same thing sometimes. Um, and it, it's got like, it's like that's the multilingual, the multilingual version. version. It's and like, fun and educational. <laughs> and and he's he's he spends like he's he goes to spend three hundred dollars to get this thing for his kid. Like looking at looking at the case, how much do you think that thing is worth? It looks pretty expensive. I mean, here, let's see. So it's it's shiny. It's uh, well, this this is the ultimate edition that he gets at the end, oh, right? Yeah. So so I mean, the ultimate edition was you, probably like 150 bucks, is what I I bank on seeing on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's fair. I mean, it's pretty big. If you were if you were buying a regular action figure ah, doll <laughs> um, off a shelf for with all the talking stuff, like 60 bucks. Yeah, you probably get it bucks. for sixty bucks. Yeah, like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it's about sixty bucks. I yeah, think. something like yeah. that. So, so you could you could feasibly say that he paid, was willing to pay like over three times what it was worth. Yeah, like four times what it was worth. I mean, look at this thing though. It's like half the size of the kid, man. Like that thing's like fucking like twenty four inches tall or 20, something. Twenty four inch action figure. Yeah. With working jets and shooting <laughs> yeah. things and vocalizations. And, uh, only uh only about. Maybe six points of articulation. Well, in the uh, I mean, of course, yes. <laughs> that that that's all you need to really like make yeah, them move. Make, make yeah, them run. exactly. Use use your imagination. Yeah. Well, that's what I had to do when I was a kid, <laughs> yep. and it worked. I turned out great. Look at me now. <laughs> I'm poor and make movies. <laughs> it was just because you didn't get that Johnny Seven. That's true. If I I didn't even know what Johnny Seven is. What? Or when it was from <laughs> was. I'm sure there's one somewhere that is still intact maybe yeah probably goes for a lot of money too. probably <laughs> um so i guess overall i uh i really enjoyed it yeah it's a funny movie like uh and i wouldn't even say like the end jumps the shark it's just a movie you have to turn your mind off okay so that that was the next thing i yeah. wanted to ask you because we were talking about this before we started recording about yeah. how how you think you were saying the end is a a big jump the shark moment so you want to tell me what detail what you think about okay, that okay so 
when the movie starts off, it's pretty normal, mm-hmm. right? It just keeps escalating, escalating. It's escalating. a movie of escalation. Escalation. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, like it starts off as like this sort of Black Friday sort of, um, whatever extravaganza, yeah. if you will, and then all of a sudden, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pulled into this, pulled into this like little dressing room or whatever you want to call it, and people just start slapping all this stuff on him you're like oh okay it's gonna be like a stunt show or whatever like it's just gonna be like right you know whatever right but then he like comes out and he's shooting the discs out of his arms and he's like flying around and even as a kid i was like how does how does that work that that doesn't make like, sense does even that, as does a that kid, actually work like i know that they don't packs? actually do that in real life <laughs> yeah it's just like because i don't know like you just see certain things as a kid and you're just like you know like say, for example, you see Batman at someone's birthday party. You're like, that's not Batman. I know that's not real, but it's still cool <laughs> that he's here. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. I I thought it's just all of a sudden it just turns into like a superhero movie. A real life, yeah. Yeah. And and but now, so my counterpoint to that is interesting because it's it's a movie of escalation, as you said. It's it's two people who get more and more desperate and they do more and more crazy things to try and beat each other to get like essentially the probably what will be the only unclaimed um uh turbo man doll left yeah. um and then when it gets to the point where you know it's the it's the parade and he's he's the fill in for the guy who was supposed to be turbo man <laughs> and they go on oh the accident was like totally freak and like <laughs> yeah. the guy was brain activity now like yeah. it's fine and we fixed all the problems yeah and you know you read the manual and here's how all this and it's like it 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 was to me the only culmination in that escalation that made any sense yeah and and, yeah. and i say that because they got to a point where it was so ridiculous and so unrealistic yeah, they just that, went with it. That, that like breaking into a radio studio and like beating people up and like <laughs> pretending to have a bomb yeah. to run away from the cops and not getting well like and it was even like when the bomb blew up too right and it was actually a bomb after that yeah, yeah. It, it, he was just standing there like it was a wily e. coyote cartoon yeah like he was yeah. just all burnt up and it, stuff. it's not it's so unrealistic already that when it got to that point i was like there's nowhere else this movie could have gone but up but but to this point right and and you get there and he becomes the literal superhero that he's been trying to be for the whole movie and it's it's his and he's like it's also like redemption yeah and it's also him embracing what he's like come to hate over the past like you know day that he's been trying like he could have he could have been put in that suit and just been like oh man this no I will. I will thing. not. Yeah, because he, he like, has that whole there. scene where he where he tells tells his kid how tired he is of Turbo Man. He doesn't yeah. want to hear anything about Turbo Man. <laughs> or when he uh, when that sign is waving at him or saluting him. Oh yeah, he like punches it, <laughs> punches come, him come, back. Just comes and hits him in the back, <laughs> and he just rips it apart. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's just yeah, he's just like into it. He's like, oh man, this is awesome. Well, I mean, to be fair, if I found myself in a gigantic like superhero suit with functioning jetpacks and <laughs> i i'd i'd probably enjoy the shit out of that too yeah if you didn't if you uh didn't launch yourself through a building well yeah yeah there was <laughs> that whole that was that whole scene like when he just spirals up in the air <laughs> <laughs> turns it off starts falling like, which uh, i don't know i guess you'd have to because if you don't have any control over it the best way to wrest control back is just shut everything down yep good old down. windows restart <laughs> yeah <laughs> hard hard restart <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> uh so, so so i guess the it it basically became the only redemption that he could possibly find um and the only way that i think he would have been able to to do what he set out to do right mm-hmm. because they it, what they tell us through the whole movie is that there's no way he's going to be successful yeah. every store is sold out um well, every people from the beginning just tell him you're not gonna you're not going to get one. You you yeah. should have done this months ago. Yeah. Um, just like the guy next door <laughs> oh, who's trying great. to bang every housewife <laughs> on the block. I got a turbo mat for Johnny months ago. It's nestled safely, safely under, under our tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that the fucking caribou. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't. <sighs> he punches a reindeer. <laughs> I mean, yes. But also the, just the fact that there is one. Like, why yeah. did. That the character of Ted is just his purpose in this movie seems only to aggravate. Yeah. Like he does nothing 
at all except make Arnold angry. Nothing that he does, like, even when he gets, like, the video of uh, the karate class at the beginning. He's like, don't worry. I got it all on video. You, you never see the video. Nobody yeah, ever watches the video. Yeah. It's just, just he's got it. The mere mention, and he's like, just the way he says it, he's just that slimy neighbor. Which is kind of creepy in and of itself that he's got a video of these kids doing things, and then he just <laughs> has it, and nobody nobody yeah, says just, anything about that. Well, it would have been really interesting to see Arnold Schwarzenegger go into his basement when he's trying to steal the Turbo Man, and he just sees, like, <laughs> fucking like wall tapes <laughs> just photos <laughs> pinned up of oh my God. of like jamie and like arnold's wife in the movie just they would, like that would be like, a whole different movie all that of would a sudden. be the sequel but but the whole the whole thing is like the, the whole movie implies that this guy is just a player right you know yeah. he's you know yeah i mean the implication that all the 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 housewives of the neighborhood are like oh Oh, I wish my husband was like you. Yeah. And oh, can you fix this? He's, and oh, yeah, he's too perfect. Yeah, no, except something... except he's not. No, like his he, facade he looked, is his, perfect. His facade is perfect, but you know, like yeah. And and then there's all the there's all the like you know touches and yeah. things he does. And and I mean by the end you realize that obviously it's it's true he he and has he been sleeping with he, all these people. Yeah, but, and he doesn't he doesn't really seem interested in the other wives either as much as he is Arnold's wife specifically, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah you gotta to me i I guess you know the one that doesn't want him is the one that he wants but like i don't i don't know his character is there to be an aggravator yeah an antagonist that has no even weight in the plot at all other than to make arnold angry yeah which is (laughs) fine that Uh oh the cookies (laughs) put the cookie down (laughs) And just the way he's eating them, like he's just like he's trying to aggravate them. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's like it's very obvious. Cookies. He's like, oh, this cookie's. It's like, oh, he's this making like the, sexual like, noises. Yeah, and he's like, this is the best cookie in the world. I better go te- get the recipe from your wife. Yeah, <laughs> she's in the shower. I'm gonna go check. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the whole line where where his kids were. Um, dad, you smell like barf. <laughs> that one too. But Jake Lloyd's just like, oh man, I wish my dad was like that. And he's like, my dad wasn't always like that. He had to get divorced first. Maybe your parents should get divorced. It was did wonders for my dad. <laughs> That's the lesson we should take away from this, kids: is get a divorce and everything will be better. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Th- there, there's, there's something interesting there, though. But there are businesses because... that support divorces. You know, like on the radio and yeah. stuff. Like, well, like, get a divorce today. At, at the end of the day. And this is straying into some interesting territory, but like at the end of the day, if if you are in a marriage that is not happy, whether you have kids or not, like if you're unhappy, you're creating an unhappy household. So if your parents are always fighting or your parents are never getting along, it just creates discomfort in the home, mm-hmm. anyways. And he's got that energy. Yeah, and yeah. if if you are if you do something about it early enough, you can end on good terms still have all of the whole like child you're interaction like, like thing. still a family but but not necessarily not, necessarily. not the, uh, normal and and that's yeah. i don't know it's i am a proponent a big proponent of doing what you have to do to make yourself happy because when you're happy yeah. you are keeping the people around you happy because i 100 percent right? agree yep so encouraging people to do what they have to do is not a bad thing no it's not but it's like I, I was speaking more on the terms of like it's a business now. Oh, I see. Yes. It's like oh, for sure. You know, like that's kind of odd. On 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 the local radio station yeah. here, you can hear the yeah. ads for divorce yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, thousand dollars, you can get yourself divorced in three days or whatever. And this uh, this uh, podcast is not sponsored by at all by anybody. <laughs> Contact us if you want to sponsor us. We'll we'd yeah. love to talk with you, but yeah. uh, no sponsors. On it's just interesting <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, Complete, complete derail from, you know, as usual, as usual, this is what we do, but (laughs) jingle all the way. I, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's, it's besides Die Hard and Home Alone and Home Alone and Batman and Batman Returns, Home Alone, Batman Returns, Die Hard, jingle all the way. Best Christmas movies of all time. Agreed. Although there was that one that was pretty great when you were a kid that was like claymation, you know, Rudolph runs oh, away yeah. or whatever. I, I this think, abominable I, I snowman. I that was a pretty. That. Good. I haven't seen that for a while, but I still think it's good. I wa- I used to watch that every year yeah. when I was a kid. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, there <laughs> like you it go. Matter. Um, and I, I'm I'm always like I don't like Christmas movies. I don't like Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> cringe, cringe. But like, 
there's a few that are all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, this Jingle one all the way is one. Die Hard. Die Hard. Still one of the best Christmas yeah. movies. I don't care what anybody says. It is a goddamn Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you just when you look at it at the end of the day, he's just got to get home for Christmas. Yeah, he's trying to get home for Christmas, and you yeah. know, everybody at some point in their lives try to. S- to save their family from terrorists on Christmas. Of course, Eve. obviously. Yeah. Like it's super relatable. <laughs> I would I I've done it twice already. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Mostly mostly in like the small town where I grew up though cuz you know, there's not a lot of support. Like that's that's like where like the main hub of them is. Like yeah. that's where they're all hiding out like Bane's army and the dark Ex- Exactly. And and I mean there's nobody there to fight them, right? Cuz it's a small town. Yeah. So you know, you got to the public has over. to take to the streets. Yeah, and, like they'll take over and then eventually it, it'll just be a part of that society. I mean, it happens sometimes, man. It does. Small towns all yeah. over the place. Yeah. They're just taken over by the cartel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the cartel. The or... terrorists, whoever it is. <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway. oh, was it in <laughs> Was it in this movie that they were talking about? Yeah, it was. It was Sinbad talking about the 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 toy cartels. Oh yeah. That whole yeah. rant about how, um, you know, it's it's all just a conspiracy yeah. and they're brainwashing yeah. your kids they're to using subliminal messaging and all that. <laughs> and he just grabs that lady by the neck in the just crowd. Like obviously a disturbed human <laughs> being. But the postman who is postal. It, truly postal. Truly postal. Truly postal. But I mean, the fact that he actually had a bomb. But he didn't know. He, he didn't, didn't know. know. But but that was also <laughs> just completely like one line sloughed off. Like you know, he has that whole oh you know this happens all the time. People send bombs disguised as Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. And and then it actually is a bomb, and he's like oh people are fucked up, and then he just runs away, and you're like. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about the fact that somebody tried to ship a bomb and a Christmas present and blew up a whole bunch of police officers who somehow didn't die, but they had to, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's essentially a cart, a live action cartoon. It's as funny as we actually. He's like, that was really a bomb. It's like just a sick world we're living with sick people. <laughs> Runs away, never talks about it again. Never again. No. And that guy, he just has his hands yeah, bandaged, had, and yeah. when you see him next, he, which really fast. By the way, yeah, like later like, that day, later that day, he's been up, bandaged up like an hour, maybe two hours later. Yeah. And he's trying to get coffee with his bandaged hands. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see that Santa parade, man. Yeah. Nothing's good. like that. That cop loves Christmas. He does. If there was any cop who loved Christmas, it was that, it was that one, which is why he was so sad about his mirror being broken on his motorbike. Yeah. What a shame. What yeah. a shame. And you know what? I have one more thing to say, I think, okay. about Jingle All the Way. Um, and it is that it's it's not poorly written by any standard. No. There's there's some instances of dialogue <laughs> that yeah. were a little bit <laughs> awkward um, that I found interesting. Mostly for Arnold. Mostly for I Arnold. I think he was actually cast on this movie like last minute, too. Was he? Because he was supposed to be doing something else, I think, and then uh, that – that got delayed or something. So he's like, okay, I'll come and do this movie. So, so that, that, and we were talking about that. There's, there's lines that, that feel like they're not written for him. Yeah. And it, it felt like he was kind of just sort of yeah. corralled into saying them without yeah. being able to really improvise, improvise or change it. And yeah. I, I don't know what it was like on set to make this thing. I couldn't I, tell apparently you. Apparently he had fun. That's what I heard. Well, and it looked like he was having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean to imply that it wasn't fun. What I'm, I'm simply saying is that the lines might, not he might not have been allowed allowed to change them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and where he, he leads with, oh, gee. Yeah. And G Myron. Oh, is that what it was? G Myron. Something like that. It was like, yeah. And then you know, G Myron. You know, I I totally understand, but like, I just got to do this by myself or something. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you get it. You know. And like, like the the plot is great. It it's progressive. It makes sense. There's nothing I don't like. It follows not, the street. It follows the three act structure perfectly. It, it kind of does, <laughs> and uh, you know, it makes sense. And there's no like jumps in logic or holes or like the characters. Uh, there are all, jumps in logic for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> not if you uh, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you got to suspend your disbelief. There's not um, a, not a thinking man movie. But there's some dialogue in there that I was like, man, that could have used some. Yeah, like, if, reworking. if Arnold got to put his own flair on it, it would have been full of one-liners, which I, I think mean, is awesome. Yeah, it would have been an improvement probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, the acting was pretty good. Um, the the action was well choreographed. I mean, this is a this is a a 20th century Fox movie, so it's not like it was a low budget film. Um, and it was in it. hey, hey, they got Arnold in it. They got Arnold in it. It was shot like you were saying. It was sh- 
that at least the parade team was on the universal back lot. Yeah. Um, so they had, they had money, they had resources, they had all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not like it was. Well, and it didn't even look like the universal back lot. No, not at all. It lo- like it looked like, it looked like an actual street downtown somewhere. A street in New York or well, twin think, cities. Yeah. Twin cities. Yeah. Um, but still, I don't like, know where that is. Uh, I, I should it's know in Minnesota. It is. is it Minnesota? Okay. Yeah, that that so, makes so much sense. Something like that. Minnesota, anyway. man. Minnesota. So down in Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota. where they talk like Canadians. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, yeah. So that, that. Do you have anything to add? I I think I'm. Um. Uh, if you haven't seen Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I mean, you should watch it. it. Definitely it's, check it out. If you're uh, if you're looking for a Christmas movie that's a family Christmas friendly, movie. uh, pr- it's quite funny. I I found myself laughing throughout oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. Um, more than I thought I would. And and it, you don't have to think too hard about it. It's just kind of enjoyable. It's nice. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you're looking for something to watch with the family over the holidays, or you wanna, you know, try something different or whatever, some it's, good it's a good Arnold corn. Some good Arnold corn. Yeah. Oh, corn like corny. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So I was Arnold like, corn. what? Corn? What? I don't yeah, know why that sells was corn now. That's another part of his uh, new. He's new a corn cob salesman. There you on go. On the side of the road <laughs> from a van, those big cardboard signs that say corn five dollars yeah it's part of his new supplement line oh yeah. is that what it, oh that yeah. makes so much sense yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. part of his workout routine yeah well you know Lots now that corn. now that he's like in politics and and you know whatever is he in he, politics again not again oh. you know, i think he left but like oh, okay. you know he he has been and he is he's still active i mean when yeah. when the the elections were going on in the u.s these most uh, not the uh the midterm elections but like the the one two years ago he was pretty active about stuff his oh, opinions yeah. and putting out you know statements yeah. and things but anyways uh worth watching for sure don't think too hard about it it's a lot of fun um as always spoilers as always this episode contains spoilers thank you for watching and or listening for tuning in watching tuning in to our radio show podcast uh if you don't want spoilers check out the movie before you listen to this and if you don't care about spoilers, give her a listen. Uh, but otherwise, also, I think we did a pretty good job of talking about it without completely ruining everything. Yeah. I mean, you can watch the movie, and there's a lot of jokes that we didn't talk about oh, yeah, and, and yeah. stuff. There's lots of material in here. I really and hate when... I don't when... even think we talked about the highlights too much. No, not part. really. Like, we mentioned them, but, like, didn't go into too much too much depth. And I really hate when, when trailers, I, I'm taking a slight divergence here to talk about trailers and, and, and how, cause there's been some movies where I've watched Terminator a trailer. Salvation. Yeah. Where literally the whole movie was in the trailer and I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I don't need to watch it now. Yeah. Like, Thanks ter- for showing like, me the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like Terminator Salvation, like the trailer for that movie was so good. Was it was. Like, it was better than the movie. It was. I was like, and man. Prometheus. The trailer for Prometheus yeah. was a great watch. I loved it. I got. I was excited. I was invested. And then I saw Prometheus. I was like, yeah, didn't need to do that. Should have just left the trailer yeah. as my thing. But we can talk about that maybe some other time. Some that other time. Maybe. We might have to do a couple of Alien episodes at yeah, some point. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we're gonna be we're gonna be taking a short uh, little hiatus Christmas break. for the Christmas break. Um. And I, I think probably next year we'll be back unless you're, you know, any available. Next year, that's such a long time. I know. It's a whole that's a week whole and a half. 365 days. No, it's not. Yeah, it it's is. It's like, <laughs> what day is it? It's the 20th that we're recording this. So that means it's like 10, 11, 12, 13 days away. I know. I'm gonna miss you, Polly. I know. I'm gonna miss you so much. Miss doing the podcast with you, man. Uh, Emotional yeah. goodbyes as always. On Thanks for listening, um, and uh, we'll see you guys next year. Merry Christmas and happy holidays and Hanukkah and um, every other every other holiday thing. season greeting that you can think of. And happy New Year's too. <laughs>